this podcast. My hat bad words because my daddy says words like sh, damn, and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Welcome to the Detox Podcast. More than just a podcast for dads, we're having interesting conversations with interesting people to see how we, as dads, can help empower the next generation of leaders. On today's show, we'll be chatting with one of my best friends from college, Tyler Watson. We'll be talking about how we met, uh, some advice he gave me that I may have been better off not taking, and how fatherhood has changed us for the better. Also, what we're looking forward to coming up. So stick around right after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time is my best friend and yours. Well, maybe not yours. Nope. Maybe not even mine. But Tyler Watson, what's going on, man? Hello, Internet. That's someone else's catchphrase. <laughs> I can't use that. But hi. That's all right. We're doing it anyways. So That's illegal. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I hyped people up by letting them know that you are one of my best friends, and I met you in college, and you had... You've been a big part of my life over the last 12 years, mainly in just being somebody that gives me life advice and whether or not I take it uh, may or may not be a good idea. And yep. uh, I think one of, uh, I would like to kind of just dive in before I start telling people how I met you and go through all that boring stuff. I, I want to talk about a little incident where I had a broken pinky in college. But and we didn't know it was a broken gave, pinky. We did not. So, you know, I would like to give a little context on my end. I was frustrated uh, after getting off uh, a phone call. And uh, we can leave the rest of the details uh, alone for now. But uh, needless to say, I thought it was a great idea to punch my bunk bed, the wooden post. And yeah, I did. you transfer and emotional th- pain to physical pain. Yeah. And it's easier to deal with than aspirin. Right, right. And of course, that was not the best idea. Instant pain. And my roommate at the time, Colin, shout out to Colin. He he watched this exchange where I got off the phone, was angry, punched the bedpost, and instantly screamed in pain. And to his credit, he did not laugh at my face, only when I was gone. And I remember... (laughs) <laughs> I, I would have laughed right you, at you. You came in, uh, right? Uh, to give a little more context, Tyler lived next door to me. Yep. Uh, in the dorms. And we often year. talked, like, uh, how in office space, how he talks to his next door neighbor through the wall. Right. <laughs> That's the exact same, exact same premise. And so you had told me that, what was it? You said it was just jammed? Yeah, sure. I believe that, yeah. <laughs> it looked jam. It was ugly. It did, and it was swelling up. It was puffy. And you couldn't move and it. It was exactly like that's if right. you had jammed it. Like, it wasn't that's weird. Right. It, it wasn't it. like, right. it, like, it wasn't like, 
an acute angle or 45 or right. 35 degrees to the left or anything or like right yeah it was just yeah. a fat puffy toe <laughs> i mean right. finger right knuckle yeah finger knuckle and so we were it was this it, this was the other part of it is that it was a snow day we rarely got snow days and classes were canceled we wanted to go outside and play in the snow but i couldn't because i couldn't feel my finger but i still played in and the snow so, day i don't remember oh yeah we did no we did it was a snow and day so, it was that same yeah it was a snow day hmm. that was the same day but and we still so built think, a snowman i think we did because and you were wearing your you letterman we jacket at college yeah <laughs> because i was an idiot <laughs> uh, but what I found really interesting was the fact that uh, you told me it was jammed. Yeah. And you pulled with all your might, and it popped. Yeah. And for about two minutes, it didn't hurt yeah. at all. We had solved the problem. We did. And then we were in the middle of playing in the snow, and I went, oh, God, the pain came back. And you went, you know what? It's just residual pain. It'll wear off. Yep. It did not wear off. No. <laughs> And we found out later that it's what they call a boxer's fracture, which is a fancy way of saying that I broke my pinky knuckle. Yep. <laughs> and I gave the and worst piece of advice. So wait, let me get this straight. You have created this. <laughs> you have apparently told imaginary people about all of this amazing advice I give, and you're opening it with right. not necessarily the worst advice. I've given way worse advice. This is but true. <laughs> but I j- compared to like... <laughs> that- our level of involvement and everything like that <laughs> you're giving the worst piece of advice that i've ever given you that ended up yes this is true but in all fairness i did stand by your side for something like six plus hours in a waiting room yes till we figured this, this is out. true because no one else this would go true. with you no nope. but i did nope and that's why we're still friends to this day yep that's the one reason the one reason and I remember you drew me a Batman on the back of a hospital brochure because we had nothing better to do yep <laughs> god that was so bad oh but anyways uh, ladies and gentlemen that are still with us at this time Tyler Watson is a guy who I stumbled into my very first theater auditions in college he was wearing a blazer he was wearing a button-up shirt he was looking like he was professional af and i thought he was just the coolest and i really looked up to the guy and then i found out that he was gonna live next door to me and i went whoa this guy's been around he knows a lot of life advice I'm going to link up with him and and improve my life for the better. Well, I improved my life for the better, not necessarily by the advice you gave me, but by the life experiences we've shared. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But it was also my first day at this college as well. That's true. That's true. I didn't realize how, uh, I guess, maybe nervous or unprepared you would felt because you just exuded uh, confidence. I'm yeah, like, I didn't rehearse for anything. I just walked in and goes, well, <laughs> this is me. Deal with it. <laughs> and then I got the lead. Right? I mean, you know, it's all you gotta do sometimes, just show up. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, there was only one other person right. that I was actually in competition <laughs> with that whole time. Yep, me. Yep. And, uh, no. No, that's true. <laughs> If you looked around, I'm not saying I'm great. I'm just saying the level that they thought they were bringing, not there. <laughs> this is true. 
I want to talk about uh, transitioning a little bit into one of the things, I, and I really want to kind of try and capture in, in this little segment is just the the fact that you're somebody, and I feel like most people have this in their lives. It's their, you know, some people call it their ride or die. Some people call it, you know, the one friend you can always call on or count on. And, and I suppose that's true in this context. But, you know, you're someone who, for me, has always been the friend that, you know, we could go months or years without talking, but we'll pick up the phone or I see you in person and it's like, I just saw you yesterday. Like, nothing nothing has changed between us though our life changes our dynamic doesn't it only strengthens and i think a lot of times especially as people grow into fatherhood and and become dads and or just become parents you often lose that and you kind of latch on to maybe new friend groups because you're seeking out other parent friends or you seek you know maybe your job prevents you from from socializing with people you used to. I, I don't know what your situation is, but I do know that most people don't put an emphasis on having that kind of strong bond. Uh, at least I see with some yeah. of the other dad friends I have. Yeah. No, very much so. And I think I I think about this very much, and I think about it a lot because of all of those things you just said and circumstances and how many friends I have now as well as when I did or anything like that. And I don't have friends at work or just cause I often don't cross those two lines, but sure. And I, I'm one of those people that I have very few, I have very few true friends or people that I consider friends. Cause I put them on a very high level when that is, um, I have a lot of acquaintances right. and things like that, but friendships is that. And once that connection's made with me, and I think in life too, life passes, life happens. But in those moments that you and I are connected or a friend that is mine is connected, will always be there. And it's always another point you can gravitate back to. It's another, yeah, ex existential. No, that's not the right word. Um, it's another point in which it'll always come back to. And for me, my last reference is the last moment I had been with that person or been with you, uh, for example. Sure. And so regardless of what happens or what changes, I'm snapped back immediately to that moment in time. It's like, I don't know, I was thinking this as I was saying it, and so I probably sound jumbled. But so if you go, no, if no. you do the back to the future two diagram, whatever. So like, here's this point, you go right. back in time yeah. and you have this. <laughs> yeah. So regardless of what happens and things go, Marty and Doc are the same people in 1985, even when they went back, even with Biff Tower and everything like that. And so right. that's how my friendships are. So the okay. alter whatever could happen, but, and that's what it is because yeah. whether my life has gone further or not, my relationship hasn't gone any further with you. And if you choose, right. and that's what that's what I think a lot of people do with what you were saying to bring it all the way back around is, people put all this pressure, this what if, and with your on every moment, and they don't let things be. True friendships that have stood time are just things that are in the most beautiful and the most simplest way. It's humans that mess it up I would say the F word if I could because I think that um, <laughs> yeah. defines it very well but we mess things up by putting all this extra thing on top of it all this extra toppings all of this other stuff 
that we think are important or think less of yourself that you're not worth it to that other person in a friendship and that's oftentimes when you stop a friendship is because of all that other stuff and just be a friend and just be a real person and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and that's when you get that chance to pick up right where you are right absolutely it's that's that's really a great way to say it and no it's not that was way too long like if you could edit it and shorten it probably way better (laughs) but like no we're not editing yeah no just (laughs) we put so much stock in what is not and what may or may not be without ever experiencing what is and so forget all that extra and just experience what is and that's where true friendships are and that's uh, that's why you and i and we've had these amazing moments throughout life and they're simple times like it's not it's not like we went and did anything it's not like we went on a great adventure though we've had some um it's not it's not like we backpacked across europe or anything it's we went and had coffee at 2 a.m. at an all-night diner. I, like right. That's what it is, and those are the moments that yeah. I've collected, and that's what I truly ch- choose to cherish over things or anything else, and that's what helps that yep. stuff. Yep, I agree. I think a lot of times you see people just... I, this is an excuse I've used constantly. Well, well, I just don't have time, or I'm too tired because... You know, I've been dealing with the kids and or I'm too tired because of work yeah. or I just I'm overbooked. And all of those things are true. They're not untrue, but it's I feel like it's easy to lean into that. And kind of the older we get or the more responsibilities we get then to take the time because you really do have to take the time and invest the time in friendships that you want to last. I mean, yes, like like to your point, you know, I've heard I've heard this analogy used a lot in that life and the things you do are just like money in that you can invest or you can spend. And if you're investing, you know, you're getting something out of that. But if you're spending, then you're just, you're, you're taking what you've got and just kind of, you know, spending it. Like you're, you're like, that's your yeah. money that you're choosing. Like, this is the moment I'm going to So if, take. yeah, if you spend things or you spend your money on frivolous things, like I'm horrible with things that cost a dollar. I will spend anything. Sure. I will buy anything that costs a dollar. I'm like, ah, it's a dollar. Who cares? Right, but if I buy a hundred one dollar items that I have that mean absolutely nothing the next day, I've spent a hundred dollars and I haven't gained right. anything. And I think that's what we <laughs> exactly. do. Like it's it's time, and time is the yeah. most valuable thing. Not money, not it anything is. else. And we we trade those currencies for time, and exactly that. Right. And so if it's not a if it's a one way action and a one way spent, it's it's not worth it and that's what I think that's what scares a lot of people and so it prevents them and I, I think there's the third state of just of not spending or investing I yeah. think they sit in the hopes that they want to invest but they don't know how because they're too scared to just spend right yeah so they've got your they've got their uh, friend time stuffed under their mattress not doing anything with yeah. it yeah no very much so I think you're that's a good analogy about the the one dollar items because i feel like a lot of times you know i want to spend several good hours with uh, a friend and and build on that relationship that i've got but instead i'm like i don't really have time or i'm too tired but i'll spend like an hour 
getting coffee or an hour yeah. at like a post work event with this one person. It's like, but at the end of the thing, we, what have we talked about? We talk about work. We talk about, you know, each other's significant others or maybe our kids. And then like, I go home and it's like, I could have done this at work. Like, why am I doing yep. this? This isn't, this isn't fulfilling. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting anything out of it. No, I agree. And so, yeah. So I think that's a perfect analogy. Um, kind of segueing from that though, I want to talk about, um, one thing and, and you know, and this, you know, if this is something you don't want to talk about, that's fine too. Um, but one, one thing that I always, uh, stuck with me was you had, so we, we went to college together. We were at the same college for a year and then, uh, you were gonna, you actually, one of the things that you're really good at, you're a really good artist and I like to do, I mean, yeah, you, you don't have to use no, the you, A word. You, That's not necessarily you true. You do well. Follow me on Instagram. I have other things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not worth <laughs> right, it. Right, right, right. Now we've got several artists that uh, you know been on the show. Yeah, and, and real show, artists. So. <laughs> I am not <laughs> that person. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, but you got accepted to the Joe Kubert School of I Art did. in New Jersey. So and, like, and it was an opportunity. I don't know. That There's more of a question. Really I probably shouldn't. Awesome. Oh, heck yeah. It is so. There are all these moments in my life that, like, if parallel universes ex, ex, uh, are real, like I know at certain points, like where each one turned and everything like that. There's at least like six different events, if not a hundred different events in my life, where. And so, if I actually would have gone where I would be today, um, right? It's like people. I doodle all the time. Well, not as much as I used to, but I'll doodle either at work or they'll see something and they're like, man, Tyler, how how can you do that? And I'm like, "Um, well, I got accepted into comic book school. That's what I really wanted to do. (laughs) But now I work in a restaurant. (laughs) And so it's just silly stuff. But yeah, sorry. Go on with your question because that's really why they're here. No, it's okay. Not like, this babble. No, no, no. No, it's okay. It's okay. My question with that has been, what when people have these moments in their life where they're kind of at a crossroads and they don't do something that maybe they've pursued, like for you, like what was your kind of, I don't want to say mental state. That's not exactly what I want to say, but that's Did the I closest lose I can get. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. I think I lost you for like can 20 seconds. No, it's okay. Um, so I was just saying that when you have those moments where you've got a couple different, um, avenues like what was your kind of mentality like when you didn't go to school and you didn't come back to uh the school where we were going to like kind of walk us through like because i know a lot of these people especially that i talk to have these kind of big life decisions and they may or may not go with it and i think it's interesting like how did you handle that situation and how did you re maybe like move on from that and then like kind of looking back what is your um take on it now okay so that was a little and way open and so i can give you that answer but we're gonna have to go for a journey and this might be a little bit all right so exactly like i think you said it way better than me talking about parallel universes that was dumb (laughs) but crossroads yeah crossroad decisions that's that's the adult way to say what i said yep (laughs) Um, So, like I said, I've had several of these crossroad moments in my life. Um, I've always 
for some way or another i've i've loved animation and i've loved art and i love cartooning and graphic design and uh comic books and things like that i love line art and things like that and i would just get lost in it like dr seuss and walt disney are two of my absolute heroes and not for like walt disney is full of effing magic of and i just went to walt disney world and i agree it is so ridiculously expensive but it is also at the same time every twist and turn is absolute magic and dr seuss is the same thing he's created these whole things and so um short thing like dr seuss um was uh in the war and experienced a lot of that and he was tired of the world hurting and wanted to just bring some more light into it and so he took his doodles and just made these books and these whimsical worlds same thing with walt disney walt disney was a broke college kid mickey mouse or mortimer came by because he trained mice because he was so broke he had nothing but he ended up training (laughs) these mice to do these little tricks for small bits of cheese and he started doodling them and then he had mortimer and then his girlfriend was like mortimer will never sell to mass audiences and so then blah 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 and then mickey there's a lot more to that story but very short gist and he created his world no matter what the outside was like he created his world in his small slice of happiness with a piece of paper and a pencil and then he learned how to sell it and so he shared his world and his magic with everyone else and i wanted that opportunity I love my doodles. My doodles are very personal to me. And I'm often that's where I keep them is just in my doodles and things like that. I've tried really lately to fully finish projects and stuff like that. So I get a full thing. And I would love, when I was younger, I, I would have loved to share my world. And so it was one of those things. I was reading comic books and like I didn't send away to have like sea monkeys come but I sent away to hopefully get a better future and go to comic book school and so I went through the interview process had a phone interview I've lost half of my art because I sent my portfolio off and I never got it back because my whole plan was well I'll just pick it up when I get there and I didn't (laughs) Um, and so and it was one of these things it was like I will never say it was too good to be true but it was one of those like and the guy asked me in my interview question, he's like, so this is kind of a lot of money. I mean, how are you uh, going to do it? And I gave the, I am young and full of life and uh, answer. I don't care if I'm broke as long as I'm doing what I love. And he was like, all right, cool. Right. So if you're all right with selling your soul to the devil. And I was like, he didn't say it that way by any means, but definitely the first right. part, like he asked that question. And I was the young idealist in myself was, this is what I want. I've never wanted anything more. This is the way I know how to make it happen. And it became one of those, after I got accepted, the reality of how to make it happen. So they don't have dorms. It's in New Jersey. And they're like, there's no way you can work with your caseload and all of this. And I'm like, and I'm not a rich person by any means. <laughs> like, right. So money became an issue. And I didn't know how to make it manifest. And I was wasting my time at that college that we were going to because I was going there to keep in the motion of going to college. I didn't want to get stuck and I didn't really know what I did. I spent half the time not going to class and just doing, pursuing life and every other opportunity. 
besides actually doing what I was spending a ridiculous amount of money, which as of like a month ago, I'm all paid off on finally. Um, And so it just became shorter and shorter. And I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. And so that was the opportunity to leave and make everything at the same time. I had another opportunity because I was dating someone who lived in a far away and completely whatever another world they lived in Las Vegas and I was like well I'm not getting stuck in this two horse town I gotta get out of here I'm young so let's at least go make some bad decisions that I won't pay for the next 40 years of my life just which honestly like I mean side anecdote note it kind of was just as long as paying off my student loans with that bad mistake (laughs) that's a pun at my (laughs) ex-wife and so I go well I won't get stuck in this town I'm going to move to Las Vegas and but I do think about it every not every day but pretty close to and that is a what if but I've never let my what ifs ruin me or get frustrated or let me sell myself short thinking I'm living the less version of my life because once you do right. that you're shortchanging yourself and if you're shortchanging your own self on your day to day get out of here man do something else and <laughs> like that's ridiculous yeah. and so I never look at it as bad it would have been amazing and things like that and when I've gone through the alumni of Joe Kubert's School of Cartooning and things like that like it's absolutely amazing like the artists that have come out of that school but it is 100% yeah. was a pay to play kind of school it was a profit school yeah. it was the same thing as Art Institute and all of these others and so you you hear about some of the success stories out of those but you don't hear about the hundreds and hundreds of people that never did anything with it and right that's the fear that i was too scared to jump with i can say everything else but that was an, that was a real fear that went along with it is that i was too scared to and too worried that nothing would happen and so i i didn't do it um and i went on and i moved to las vegas and had them probably the most boring life in las vegas i mean but like that's not even exaggerated like i'm completely <laughs> honest like uh and so it's but here's the other thing um i grew up in a weird not a weird situation in a situation that many many people have and a single mom this is the this is the long part of the story that was the that was the gist of the answer of your question, but right. <laughs> this is where the long part actually comes in. Is right. So I I grew up with a single mom. Uh, my mom worked very hard and all of this, and my dad was never really part of this picture. And so, you can say disappointments or things like that have all been part of my life. And you can take these big moments and these big misses and all of this. And again, you can shortchange yourself, but I never let those moments ruin me. I let them stick with right. me, and I held them for a while, but I never let them become a reason to be a less version of myself. And so, like, from, oh, hey, my dad's going to call, oh, to my dad didn't call, or things like that, or, like, different big opportunities and things. After a while, you don't become numb. You just learn that that... The what ifs don't make you. It's the what is's and the what dids. And so if that's what you're really going to give to yourself and be something special, 
then that's what you live in. That's the reality that you ground yourself in. Dream as big as you can dream and go as hard as you can to achieve those. But don't let those ifs define who you are. Be honest with yourself. And that's something I've, I've been very good at. And my mom, who did an amazing job raising me, has always instilled yeah. in me. And it's not about getting bigger than my bridges or anything like that. It was never like that. But she always let me know that I am Tyler James Watson. Nothing more and nothing less. And I can do anything and I can be anything. But who you are in this moment is how you get to be there. And so, and, that, and that's, that's why as much as not being a cartoonist sucks, it would be absolutely amazing if that was. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's just a moment. Like, and it just came down to, it just didn't work out. And I've had amazing opportunities and I've lived a life and I've done other things instead and in lieu of. And so cartooning and drawing and all of that is just a passion and a fun thing that I get to do. And so I find it in other ways. Like I doodle all the time. I have a stupid expensive phone that I bought just so I could doodle more. Like, (laughs) and so I find my outlets (laughs) different and things like that. That's good. I know that uh, uh, I want to... I would be remiss if I didn't double check this before I said it. So I'll just generalize it and say I'm pretty sure most, if not everybody we spoke to at Fan Expo did not go through one of those types of art schools before they got jobs for DC and Marvel and independence. So I know one of the guys we spoke with, Joe Eisma, just like gave it a shot in 2008 and was like, all right, this is my last shot before I really got to give it up and just got, you know, got lucky so all that to say to you and to other people who may be listening that it's like you know what find your outlet keep doing what you want and then like if you want to take a shot one day take a shot if you don't that's cool too but yeah you know it, it's always we're we're only getting into a more available age oh a hundred percent like i I look at my kid and my kid does these things that I remember doing as when I was little, but I did it for these weird altruistic motives and things like that. Like my kid makes up these songs all the time and these ridiculous songs and like she'll be in the bathtub and just sing <laughs> one song that she's made up for like 20 minutes straight. And I remember doing that stuff or like trying to be like the best swimmer if I was at a pool and things like that. Cause I had this like vision of being discovered. Like some weird right. agent was just going to be like talent agent was just coming by and was like that kid he's got moxie we're going to hollywood (laughs) like i always had this in my head that this is going to happen um because again i was relying on someone else to make me happy when i was little but uh it's uh this day and age like everyone's voice is is louder than it what it was 10 years ago five years ago three years ago but there's also a lot more voices shout voices shouting for the same attention in the same span. Um, so don't ever get watered down. But you have the opportunity. Like, I drew, I doodled a picture of my girlfriend the other day and I put it on Instagram. And then, like, the first couple likes were people I had never heard of, never even, like, they're not in my friend circle by any means. And I'm like, Haha, babe, you're internet famous. <laughs> Granted, it only has like 15 <laughs> likes, which is not like, but it's still, it's still one of those things. Like, especially how Instagram's yeah. working now. I don't know why I'm not shouting out like Instagram is right. 
the devil just as much as any of this other social media bullcorn. But like, it's right. it's the one that I use, and so that's why I'm talking about it. But you can have those moments of that right there and that's how you can start working and you don't have to do anything else like these millionaires that are popping up all over with these with youtube and youtubers and uh twitch streamers and things like that like i play a lot of video games and things so i'm kind of i see this stuff and i just and i i follow a couple of them on youtube and i'm just absolutely amazed that 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 is what is happening they're being personalities they're self-promoting themselves and they're and they're living their personalities without doing anything of all that other stuff that you used to have to do like paying dues and all of that other stuff like you have the opportunity to be famous overnight but also as fast as it comes you have the opportunity to be forgotten overnight as well and so if you're going to do it go all the way do it as hard as you can stay true to yourself and always ride that compass and I think you'll be fine I agree this has been good I did want to leave uh, the conversation uh, before we get into dad joke of the week and the hashtag roundup to close us out Uh, my last question I had for you was how has or has uh, the lack of presence of your father in your life impacted your parenting style oh okay or your approach approach to parenting. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, that's two things. Like, the very first thing I said to my daughter when I held her and you get to spend that special time and bathe her and all of that stuff in the hospital is like, I will always be there for you. And I'm not saying my dad wasn't or anything like that. It's just what it is. But I made that promise. And so... Uh, I live where I live because of it and I do what I can because of that that aspect right there and besides that I don't really know what else like how else it affects it my presence in my kids life and the fact that I would never run out or just leave or just say this isn't me or let my life dictate a way that I didn't have a kid I'm not saying my dad didn't know that he didn't have kids or anything like that. He still made a call at least once a year and we talked and things like that. Um, But I can, and I also see, because I'm what I call, this is not a nice name to myself, but a part-time dad in the sense of um, my kid lives with her mom um, and she's an amazing mom. Um, and I get my kid on my my days off. I work in a restaurant, so I don't have weekends off. So the typical, like, every other Thursday and every weekend or whatever is with mom or dad kind of thing. So I get my kid randomly throughout the week. So today is my Friday, um, which is y'all Sunday. So I'm beginning my weekend. Y'all are ending it. It just is. But I get to spend at least the next two days with my kid. Like, I will pick her up from school tomorrow, I will bathe her, do all of that stuff, and then I will take her to school in the morning. And so, I don't know really what that, like, how my dad has that impacted, because I don't know him as a parent, or knew him as a parent or anything, because my parents split up when I was very young. And so, all my actual parenting I know from my mom. And so I don't really know how, besides making sure I'm constant and in my kid's life, 
Besides that, I don't know how my dad affects my parenting. Which isn't, like, it's not bad. Or, that's the other thing. If you guys do think not having a dad or anything is bad in your life, it might suck. But it's exactly what you make it. Those are, you can't rely on something that isn't there to make you feel whole again. Like, that's all on you. I don't know. I don't know where this all... Not having a no, dad, but good. like, I, th- I think it's no, true. No, it's good. It's good. Like, yeah, it and is I think true. for those that are struggling with a part-time dad or anything like that, just be the best you can in those moments. I still give as much parenting advice that I can to my kid in in the moments that I have her and things like that, and I say the things that I feel I should. I might hug her a little too much or things like that, whatever, a little tighter than if I had her every day, um, but. At the same time, yeah. So you got to do it, yeah. Absolutely. So that was good. So I just wanted to kind of close on on that part for this segment and just state that you know I just want to reiterate. Tyler, there's a reason why Tyler Watson has been my you know my ride or die, my the guy that's always there for me. It's because of this like little thirty minutes or whatever that we've been talking is just a microcosm of every single multi-hour chat we've ever had and it goes this deep and it goes on these journeys and it goes in this wavelength and it it's so crucial and so important that you have a friend like this in your life you you have someone that has been there you've invested the time they're always there and and you you learn and you grow and and to those who who are struggling about how to proceed in their life. Like Tyler said, it's not about, you know, like the what ifs, it's about the what is and the what dids. And you can define what your life is going to be, or you can reframe something. Yeah. You know, it's on how you look at it. You and, have it. And as far as you have a chance to reinvent right. yourself every single day and don't ever forget exactly. that. Like, exactly. Like be who you are, but don't be, I, I hope it's not conflicting with what I'm saying at all, but you have an opportunity right. to reinvent yourself every day that you are on this earth. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And the only person that's holding you back is yourself. Absolutely. Well, that was a good good conversation. And now we're going to segue. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to make you a part of the, the next couple segments, America's favorite segment, Dad Joke of the yep. Week. And I've got a, got a couple. I'm excited. Do you have any dad jokes? No. As soon as you put me on the spot, it immediately emptied. And I had a couple of them, and they are completely (laughs) gone. I can tell you, like, the few that I've got are, like, if you're American when you – before you go to the bathroom, and you're American when you come out, what are you in the bathroom? I don't know. European. Uh, Also, uh, (laughs) this is my – this is my, like – well, there are two other ones. Okay. So, what what is brown and sticky? I don't know. A what? stick. <laughs> that's my, that's my favorite joke. And then this is my <laughs> that's this is my second favorite joke. What is green? What's that? Fuzzy has four legs and would kill you if it fell out of a tree. Oh, I don't know. A what? pool table. What? <laughs> a pool table. Those are my three. Oh, that's good. I have uh, two. That I'll close this out with. Uh, what is Forrest Gump's password? One, Forrest, one. Ah, uh, okay. Yep, yep. 
Uh, and the last one I've got is, hey, my son asked me to stop singing Oasis songs in public. And I said, maybe. Yep. I got it. I said, maybe. I'll be the one yep. that breaks me. Uh, no, it saves yep, me. Sure. That's why I was, I was <laughs> going right. to sing it as soon as you said it. And then I was like, nope, I'm right. not going to make a fool of myself by not knowing the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and it did anyways. Uh, that's good. That's good. All right, so now we come to America's other favorite segment, the hashtag roundup. In this segment, I write, I have written down things that have been said or referenced in the show, and I narrowed it down to a list of three, and we vote on what the hashtag of the episode is yep, going to yep. be. So, Tyler, your Huggis, vote will actually My favorite is hashtag Huggis Not Druggis. <laughs> that's my favorite. Oh, that was great. That was a good one, especially when it turns out that that was uh, not yeah not the actual no. uh, <laughs> Spanish one. So it's even no. better. All right, <laughs> shout out to Golan for the uh, the hashtag that week. <laughs> All right, so I've got uh, hashtag Back to the Future diagram, hashtag What is, and hashtag Crossroad decisions. Ooh, I don't know. So here's the problem. So like the whole hashtag thing is because. <laughs> The hashtag right. actually counts into your characters, and granted, you've got like 240 now. So the whole thing, like Back to the Future 2 diagram, like I feel like that's a oh, no, super long would... hashtag, and you kill half your tweet off with just that. It would just be BTTF diagram. Oh, see? I would just shorten that's... it. Man, I have got to get cool one day. Yep. <laughs> that would work out a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to put the two in there. I'm just leaving it BTTF. BTFF. Yep. All right. Works out well. Um, that hashtag what is hashtag mm-hmm. what was the third one? Crossroad. Oh, decision. yeah. Crossroad, crossroad decisions. decisions. The way better version of parallel universes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, they're all really good and I'm horribly indecisive, but it would either be one and three or three. Uh... Wait, so what's the abbreviation for uh, Crossroad Decisions? Are you just a CDD I'm, or CRD? No, I'm just, spell- no, I'm just spelling it out because it's only three or four letters more than BTTF diagram. Crossroad so, Decisions as is. is yeah. like three or four letters longer than BTF? BT- BTT- well, the way I write, I write uh, not the same for both. I'm looking at the uh, notebook right now. All right, just make a decision, or I'll make. Oh, it. snaps! Um, let's go back to the future diagram. All right, there it is, back to the future diagram. All right, so uh, listeners, if you know of somebody that has an interesting story and you want them to share it, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Detox Podcast. It's D T A L K S Podcast. We're also at www. I don't know why I threw the W in there. Everybody knows that DetoxPodcast.com. Uh, you can also check us out on the Vocal Now Network, VocalNow.com. And if you go to shows, you should be able to see our lovely, smiling, cartoony faces there. And uh, if you want to, you can also give us a rating and review on iTunes. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or via the Vocal Now app. So I believe that covers everything we've got. Uh, Tyler, thanks so much for being no, with us. No, thank week. you. It's it. been an honor. And hopefully, I didn't babble. <laughs> too ridiculous and i hope i don't get people headaches listening to that (laughs) no you're good so all right everybody until next time hashtag bttf diagram or hashtag back the future part two diagram we'll shorten it to bttf diagram and hashtag be a better dad be a better dad
Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com. now.com.